Hey, this is Sarah Marie, and you're listening to the Soul of Worship, Are You Making a Sound podcast. Here, we study the Word of God in an effort to get to know Him more deeply so we can worship Him more authentically. In the Soul of Worship online Bible study community, we are currently deep diving into the book of Psalms and unlocking the power with prayer and praise. To make these studies more readily available, I will also be loading the audio from our weekly lunchtime live recaps to the Soul of Worship podcast. If you'd like to join our Monday night Zoom discussions or get the PDF downloads, you can register at www.soulofworship.com forward slash online Bible study, or you can create a login to the workshop, our online learning portal at soulofworship.com forward slash workshop. Thank you for being here, and I pray that God speaks to you throughout today's class. All right. God bless everybody today. Sarah Marie here, Soul of Worship Ministry, for our online Bible study. This is our lunchtime live, our recap of our weekly Bible study. So, And so why don't we pray to get started, and we will jump right in. So Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your love and your mercy. I thank you, Father God, for another opportunity, Lord, to be able to just breathe, Lord, another day of life, Lord, an opportunity to praise your mighty name, to glorify the goodness of the Lord. We thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your faithfulness, my God. Lord, we thank you because you are a trustworthy God, and that is what we're going to be talking about today. So Lord, I just pray that you would take complete control of this live stream, Lord, that you would uh, just speak through me, that you would touch the hearts of all those who are connected, that you would allow others to uh, step away from from you know, whatever their household duties may be, or even for, from work for a few minutes to hear your word, God, and to, to feed on your word, Lord. This is a lunchtime live because we are choosing to eat your word, to eat the bread of life. And so, Lord, I pray that your word would be nourishing to us as we know that it is, Lord, and that your word would be planted on fertile ground in our hearts, Lord, and that we would all be able to grab something, that we would all hear you loud and clear um, in some area of our lives, Lord, and that you would encourage us and lift us up um, and be with us, Father God, uh, and, and just be with us. God is with us, Emmanuel. And so we invite you, Lord. We invite you and welcome you into the space. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we pray. Amen. 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 All right. So let us jump in. So we are in uh, week five. Yes. <laughs> week five of the Psalms study, we are unlocking the power with prayer and praise. And so for our week five focus, uh, for so for today's live, I'm going to do a quick recap of what we talked about last time. Uh, this week, we're going to focus on the theme of walking in faith, the walk of faith. Uh, last week, if you were paying attention, I had said we we're going to do the walk of faith plus the discipline of waiting. But it was too much, even though they're very connected, um, it was too much uh, to get in one shot. So we're gonna first focus on the walk of faith, and then next week we're gonna talk about um, the discipline of waiting. And so you're gonna see how they're interconnected, but um, that's how we're gonna break it down. So uh, after that, we're gonna do some key takeaways for, uh, for this study, and then a couple of announcements, next steps, 
And then if anyone would like to stay on or has a prayer request, please feel free to stay on to the end because we will be lifting up those prayers in the name of Jesus. So what did we learn last time? What were the kingdom keys that we discovered in the Psalms? So we talked about how you are free. I am free. We are all free to express our big feelings to God. God wants you to come to him with your deepest concerns. God wants you to come to him even with your darkest confusion without fearing his rejection. He welcomes you into his presence. He welcomes you inside of um, really the holy place through the blood of Jesus Christ and when you come to him and you receive his healing and you receive his comfort and you receive everything that he wants to give to you you're going to see his miraculous power released in your life and so when we're honest with ourselves and when we're honest with God we can get the help that we need from the Lord he doesn't want to leave you broken he doesn't want you to be suffering he doesn't want you to feel hopeless and alone instead God wants to heal you he wants to comfort you. He wants to fill you with joy. He wants to even give you correction. He wants to give you instructions and he wants to release a new song in your mouth. He wants to give you a new song of deliverance that you can then share with others, a testimony that you can share and also release that power into your life. And so even if you don't know the words to say, even if you don't, you don't even have words because what you're going through is so intense, God even hears the voice of our weeping. What a powerful declaration. What a powerful truth that we can be confident that even just laying at his feet, surrendering to him and weeping is prayer to God. That is a, it has a sound to the Lord that he responds to. He inclines his ear. I mean, think about it. Babies, they communicate to us only in one way. They communicate to us by crying. We may not know what that cry means, but actually as a parent, sometimes you know when it's a cry because they're tired. You know when the cry is a hungry cry. You know when that cry is because you know your child, even though to an outsider, it might just seem like they're crying. As a parent, you actually know their different cries. You know a shriek of pain. You know it because you know your child. So even though it might just sound like crying when you come to the presence of God, our Holy Father knows what we need. He knows the sound of our weeping. How powerful is that? Praise the Lord. Um, so again, that was just last week. I'm just giving you a little recap of where we were. Um, but this week, as I mentioned, we're going to talk about walking in faith. Yes. And so in the chat over here on Instagram, touching the hem of his garment brings healing. Yes, absolutely. And no words, even if you have no words, you have faith. And that is the perfect segue into what we're going to talk about today. So week five, the walk of faith. Um, and you're going to see that our setup today is going to be actually a little bit different than what we've done in the past. But I think that you're Hopefully you'll enjoy the way we're going to, instead of dissecting a full psalm, we're going to kind of take bits and pieces from a few. Um, so again, this week we're going to meditate on a few psalms that remind us that we walk by faith and not by sight. We all want to walk by sight. Whether we believe it or not, whether we like to admit it or not, we know this verse, right? It says we walk by faith and not by sight. 
But in reality, none of us want to walk by faith. None of us want to take those leaps where we don't know where we're ending up. We don't want to go to a new land like Abraham, right? We don't want to be separated from our family. We don't want to go through those what may seem like scary things because we rather know where we're going. We rather know how this is going to work out. We rather know how the story is going to end. But I want to talk to us tonight about how even though it might seem scary in the physical. We can relate to people being nervous about taking that walk of faith, but know that we can be courageous because our God is a faithful God. And we do know how this story ends. If you put your trust in the Lord, you can be confident that the story will end up good, that there will be victory at the end, no matter what the process looks like. And so we know that Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 states that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So we know that David's worship, David's worship through his life of prayer, through his lifestyle of praise, that pleased the Lord. And I believe that the reason it pleased the Lord, because not only was it authentic, not only did he do it with all of his might, but also David expressed through the words of his songs, through the words of his prayers, that he expressed complete trust and he expressed confidence in the Lord, no matter what he was going through. Yes, he still said, this is what I got going on. God, you see the enemies coming against me. Lord, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm filling my bed with tears. But there's always that but, that conjunction that comes in that tells us, but I know who you are. I know that you hear my weeping. I know that you're my shield. I know that you are, you never leave leave us or forsake us. I know that you hear the voice of the righteous. And so because of that, he expressed a great walk of faith. He expressed great faith in the Lord. And so David had faith to trust God to fulfill his word. We see that all over the Psalms, that he had faith to trust God to fulfill his word. David also had great faith to trust in God's character. He goes, I know who you are. And because I know who you are, I can trust that you will continue to be exactly that. We know that God doesn't change, right? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And because of that, we can rely on his constancy. We can rely on the fact that he doesn't change. He's immutable, right? He does not change. He doesn't mutate. He is everything that we need. Now, does he display certain aspects of his character when we need it? Absolutely, right? If we need him to be healer, he's healer. When we need him to be provider, he's provider. When we need him to be shield, he's a shield. When we need him to be a refuge, he's a refuge. He's all those things. And he's always all those things. There's just different areas that get revealed to us or manifested because that's the area in which we need him. And also David had faith to believe God, right? He believed God. He believed the new things that God was revealing to him. He believed him. He 
from experience, right? He goes, okay, God, if I, if I see how you're moving and you tell me, okay, should I go after those enemies? Okay, I should go after them. I'm going to get the victory. Then I'm going to believe that I'm going to get the victory, right? He believed the Lord. He believed every word that the Lord spoke and he trusted in him. You see, there's a difference between believing in God and believing God. Okay, I can believe that something exists, but do my actions align with a complete radical trust in what God is saying to me, right? And so that is the difference here, believing God. Do you believe God that what he says is absolutely true? So let's go ahead and read Psalm chapter 9, verse 10. And I want you to actually grab out your Bible if you're able to. If you have a pen or a highlighter, I want you to actually uh, take some notes right into your Bible, okay? Because we're going to dissect a few of the words in this verse. And if you have the opportunity to write in your Bible, to make some margin notes, this would be a great opportunity to do so. So again, Psalm chapter nine, a Psalm of David, verse 10 says, and those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Okay, those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. So let's break this down a little bit, right? The word know, right? Those who know. Who are we talking about here? We're talking about those who know God through a firsthand experience, right? Those who have experienced who God is and have observed his goodness, we know when we look at the original Hebrew and even the Greek of the word know, to know someone is an intimate experience. It is the same word that is used for marital intimacy, okay? So God wants us to know him through a personal relationship and those who know him through that personal relation relationship, through intimacy, right? How do we gain intimacy with the Father? Those who pray those who communicate, those who worship, those who spend time in the presence of God have an intimate relationship with the Lord. And because they have intimate relationship with the Lord, they know him from a firsthand account. They know him through a firsthand experience and they've seen him move in their lives. Because when you know God at that level, Nobody can tell you that God isn't real, right? Nobody can tell me or try to, they can try to tell me, but they ain't going to convince me that God is not real because I've heard his voice. They can't tell me that he isn't real because I've been in this very room in that corner, my prayer corner is on the other side and I've sat, I've kneeled there, I've sat there, I've cried there and, and I have felt the presence of God move in a powerful way right here in this place. So because of my firsthand experience, because I know him, I can put my trust in him. And then it says those who know your name, right? We got to be specific about who we worship. We got to be specific on who we're seeking after. We're not just saying the universe has my back or there. I believe there is a God. I mean, there's, a, there's something going on here. No, 
I know the name of God. I know that I know who the proper name of the God of Israel is. Okay. I know who I'm serving, not just a spirit, not just anything. I serve Yahweh. I serve Jehovah God. I serve the great I am. And some, a little tidbit that I want to share with you is if you ever noticed, especially it's very evident in the Psalms is that, and, and also the prophetic words of the Lord, um, like in Isaiah, um, and all the, the, the books of the prophets, you will, if you look at your Bible right now, you're going to notice that the word Lord, it has all its letters in capital. Okay. When you see Lord written as all in all caps, that means it's actually referring to the very name of God. It is referring to Yahweh. It is referring to YHWH, those are the Hebrew letters that, that is known to be the, 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 the name of God, right? We, we give it kind of like that sound to connect it to say Yahweh, but it's H or YHWH. Now, Jewish culture, they, believe the name of God so holy. And honestly, we probably should do. It's so holy that they didn't write it down. That it was like it was just too holy to even write in a piece of paper. And so they replaced it with the name with L O R D with Lord. But when it's all caps, it is referring to the actual name of God. Now when you see Lord spelled the way you would normally see Lord, like L, you know, the O-R-D in lowercase, that is actually just referring to the Hebrew word that means master. Okay. And so what God, what David is saying here, and every time that he refers to the Lord, he's referring to the Lord. He's not just saying master. He is saying, I will Though I will put my trust in Yahweh God. I will put my trust in the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is who I serve. Okay. And so again, just a little tidbit, because there's actually, I think, I believe it, it says here a Psalm that says, the, oh Lord, you are my Lord. Right. And so you think, okay, well, is he just being redundant there? But the both verse, both versions of the Lord are used there. He's saying, Yahweh, you are my master. Okay. And so that is the difference there. So again, just a tidbit, but it pulls into the importance of making sure we know where we're directing our worship to our worship. It's not that I'm putting my trust in anything else. I am putting my trust in God almighty and those who know God almighty will put their trust in him. Because if you know him, you know that there's no better place to put your trust. Speaking about trust, what does trust mean? Trust is to be confident in something. It is to be sure about something. It is to have bold security. It is to have unfailing hope, right? It is I, because I know you, God, I can be confident in you, in your abilities. I can be confident of who you are and everything that your name represents. I can have bold security that your word will come to pass, that you will fulfill all of your promises. And hope, hope is the confident expectation that God will fulfill everything that he has promised to me, to you. 
so we can put our complete confidence in the Lord. And also, not just those who know you, but those who seek you. He says, for you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Yahweh does not forsake those who seek him. To seek is to tread. It's to frequent or to resort to a certain place, right? So to when you tread, if you're using that word to tread on a, on a trail, right? You're specifically walking in a direction. You're treading that trail. Even if you're treading in water, right? You are, you're walking with a mission, right? Your, your body is going in a certain way to keep your head afloat. You are, you, you're not just leisurely walking. You're walking with a mission, or a place that you resort to, right? You know, and let's let's say if I really needed something, right? I know that I can resort to calling my father and that he come through because he has, I can trust in him, right? As my dad. And so we also can resort to the Lord, you know, and to say, no matter what I'm going through, I can resort to God because I know that he's going to come through. Seeking also has the definition of following for pursuit purposes, following for for search purposes, right? When I'm seeking something, when I'm looking for something, I have eyes that are alert. I have ears that are open. I am walking with a purpose. Right. If you looked outside your window right now and you saw two different people, one person just having a leisurely walk, just looking because they're admiring the trees and and the air and whatever the case may be. Or someone who's looking after looking for their child because their child is missing. Right. You're going to you can immediately tell the difference because another person is active. That walk is active. That seeking is active. It's an active pursuit. And so God is looking for us to actively pursue him, to diligently inquire, to be um, intentional about seeking his presence. Because when we do that, there's a promise here that the Lord does not forsake those who seek him. Those who seek him, who pursue him through prayer, through worship, through just sitting in his presence, right? Those are those who are going to know God and because they know him they trust him and because they trust him they continue to seek him and resort to him and frequent his presence and he won't forsake those who continue to put their trust in him isn't that powerful somebody tell me that's that's powerful because I need to know that I'm not the only one picking this up amen and so because I know God This is how we can apply this to our lives. This is how we can declare this truth to us, right? This truth that David knew, that David wrote in a song. This psalm line is also one of those that was sent to the chief musician. So a song he wanted to be sung in the congregation, in the tabernacle. And he says, because I know God and because God knows me, I can have unwavering faith that he will never leave me nor forsake me because I seek him. And if you don't seek him, then this is a great invitation to come and seek him. Seek him, pursue him, diligently inquire of the Lord so that you too can have unwavering faith that he will not leave you or forsake you. Because because I have faith, 
because I walk by faith, because I walk with purpose, because I walk in pursuit of his presence, mm. I can put my complete trust in Yahweh because I'm walking in pursuit of his presence. And I'm just thinking about that right now. How powerful that is to say, no matter what I'm doing, I'm just seeking his presence. I just want to be sure that no matter where I'm walking, that I'm always walking to the presence, that I'm always walking towards his presence in pursuit of his presence for more of his presence. I'm not walking by faith so that I can become rich. I'm not walking by faith so that I can be so that I can have influence. I'm walking by faith so that I can say for with certainty that I am pursuing his presence, that God is with me, that God is for me, that God is has never left me. And for that reason, I can be safe. In whatever situation or condition I find myself in, because I put my, my trust completely in him. I can confidently trust in the totality of God's character, right? I trust, I know his name. And I know everything that his name represents. When you read the word, you can see everything that his word represents. And I can trust in all of it. In the totality of who he is, of everything that his name represents. The great I am. I am is reliable. I am is totally trustworthy. And when we diligently seek the Lord, when we seek the Lord through our worship, we will get to know him through firsthand experience. We will get to know his name. We will get to know who he is. And as a result, we will receive a bold confidence that God will always come through for us. He will always come through for us. We know these things, right? These are simple truths, but if we actually lived out these simple truths, we would be stronger. We would be more mature Christians. We'd be accomplishing a lot more if we truly believed in these simple truths of God. That God is my provider. That I don't have to worry because he's going to provide what I need today. That God's my shield that I don't have to worry about what people say about me because my God protects me. That I don't have to worry about anything because I'm seeking the presence of the Lord. And he never leaves those who pursue him. So I'm just going to keep pursuing the presence. If you continue to pursue his presence, everything else will be taken care of. Because this is what the promise of the word tells me. And you'll be reminded of that. And you'll get up from that prayer time. And you'll get up from that worship time with a renewed boldness and a renewed focus. Just the way David did every time. He presented his case. But then he remembered who God was. And he declared who God was. And he walked out of there a lot more confident. And was able to go and fight his enemies. Why? Because in the presence was a renewal of his strength. Right? We saw that last week too. So let's continue to look at Psalm chapter. We're going to jump to Psalm 12. All right, we're going to break that down a little bit too. So Psalm 12, verses 6 through 7. So if you have your Bibles, go turn to that. Just a couple pages from where we were. So Psalm 12, verse 6 and 7 say, The words of the Lord 
are pure words. Like silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. You shall keep them, O Lord. You shall preserve them from this generation forever. You shall preserve them from this generation forever. Amen. Yes, Rebecca in the chat on Facebook says, amen. Teach us to pursue you, Lord, and reveal yourself to us. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. So looking at Psalm 12. First, looking at 6, verse 6. Pure. The words of the Lord are pure words. When something's pure, it's clean. It's perfect. It's not mixed with anything. It is free from any contamination, right? It is pure. It is 100% pure. And then David continues to describe the word of the Lord as silver, like silver. Like he's trying to get us to understand what's going on. He goes, you know how we purify silver? You know how we put it in a furnace and we purify it one time, two times, three times maybe until all the, the, the refinement is out? Well, guess what? The word of the Lord is like doing that, but doing it seven times. That's how pure it is. Can you even imagine it, right? This is a metaphor that David is giving us so that we can understand the purity, the pureness, the, the trustworthiness of the words that come from the mouth of God. Purified seven times. That means that God's word is trustworthy. Seven times is perfection. It indicates Full or complete refining. There is, there is no, no better. There's nothing better than that. You can't get more pure than the words of God. God's word is so pure. It doesn't have any errors. It's infallible. It has absolutely zero error in what the Lord speaks. He doesn't misspeak. My God, God does not misspeak. It's not powerful because sometimes we can hear from the Lord. We wanted, we were like, yeah, thank you, God, for that word. I'm going to move forward. The next day, weeks go by and you're like, did I actually hear the Lord? Was that just me actually instead? Did I hear him right? Let me go back to where I wrote down. Let me go back to that verse that I believe the Lord spoke to me from. We begin to doubt that what God said was correct, but we should not do that. We need to remember that the words of the Lord have no error. That the words of the Lord, when they are spoken, when they are true word from God, when you know it was God because you know his voice, you can trust that it was spoken correctly and that there are no errors in it. My God, that encourages me. I have words that the Lord has spoken to me. And I'm still waiting to see them come to pass. But I'm going to keep on waiting. And we're going to talk about waiting next week too. But I'm going to keep on waiting because I can trust that what God told me is not, does not have any errors. That there was no mistake. There was no mistake in my hearing it. Because it was true. It was true. It is true. It continues to be true. Looking at verse 7, he says, you shall keep them, O Lord. God keeps his word. His word is true when it was spoken the first time. And it remains true for generation after generation. He doesn't take it back. 
You shall keep them, O Lord. You shall preserve them from this generation forever. God guards his word. He protects his word. He performs his word. You know, when I was first reading this, and I shared this on Monday night too in our Zoom discussion, is that when I first read it, I'm like, oh, you preserve the word, your words, you preserve them for this generation forever, meaning that your word stands the same forever and ever, which again is true. But that's not actually what he's saying here. Because if you read the whole Psalm 12, you'll see that he was also talking about those who speak lies, right? Men men's man's treachery right he's talking about how other people speak lies and how other people might flatter you or have double hearts when they speak that's verse two yet god's word are not like that like he's doing the comparison here right so instead he's going no generation can make a liar out of god it's impossible i'm actually going to keep them preserved even from this generation that's going to try to tell me that god's word's not true that god's word's not valid that god's word doesn't apply anymore no he shall keep them from those lies no generation can make a liar out of god his word remains the same yesterday today and forever isn't that so powerful my god he shall preserve them from a generation, from the treacherous generation, from a confused generation. Do we not see that now? Do we not see that in a generation that doesn't think that God's word it still applies? That doesn't, that thinks, that thinks that, oh, we need to change our way of thinking, that this is archaic. This is not archaic. It is preserved from a generation that thinks it's wrong and we he comes to tell you no his words are so pure it's been purified seven times his words do not have an error they are still true and no matter what the world wants to say this is still accurate it's still true it's still valid it still applies and it still matters so good <laughs> so so good i wish you guys could talk back to me because i need to take a sip of water why why don't you just praise god while i take a sip of water hallelujah thank you jesus my god my god god is so so good <laughs> yes in the chat powerful yes powerful wow 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 <laughs> glory be to jesus yes on facebook yes god is faithful to his word and his promises glory to his name my god so i can have faith right this is why or everybody said at the beginning you know it, it can be scary right to, to to take leaps of faith with the lord and and it can be you know our, our flesh is like god, i don't know if i want to do this but remember, I can have faith that God's word is trustworthy. I can rest assured that every single word from the mouth of God Almighty, from Yahweh, is sure and reliable. I can trust in every word spoken by the Lord and through his prophets. I can trust in every written word found in the Holy Scriptures. The truth of God has been tested. The truth of God has been found flawless. And the truth of God's word has always been faithful. And his word is absolutely trustworthy. So we need to keep trusting. We need to keep 
holding on to every word from the Lord because it is true. What God said he would do for your family, it will come to pass because he said it, because it's true. Every promise written in this book, in this collection of books, in this library of promises from God will come to pass because he said it. And if it came out of his breath, if it came out of the mouth of God, it is pure. And yes, it stands for ever it stands forever my god let's jump to psalm 37 i know i've got 1245 already it's okay you guys stick with me because there's still a little bit more here praise the lord so psalm 37 and we're going to dissect a couple of verses here psalm 37 is um one of the longer not the longest but one of the longer of the psalms uh, i think it's 40 verses Amen. So we're going to jump around a little bit today in 37. We're also going to read a little bit more in 37 next week. Um, and so it's, it's good, all good stuff. But we're going to pick up in verse 3. Psalms chapter 37, verse 3 to 7. Let's read it. It says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Don't worry about those guys. Trust in the Lord. So Psalm 37, right? Not every Psalm we know when it was written, but because of a later verse that I'm going to bring up in a minute, David actually says, I'm old now. Right. So we know from this verse later in the psalm that David is writing this new song to the Lord in his older years. Right. He's giving wisdom to the congregation or to others. Whoever's going to read this, he is giving wisdom much like a proverb. Right. It sounds almost like Proverbs the way that he's writing it. You can probably correlate a ton of these verses with what was written in Proverbs from his own Solomon. Right. So David, from this place of experience, from this place of, you know, walking with the Lord for so many years, what is David's best piece of advice after walking a lifestyle of faith in God? Multiple times he tells us, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Seems simple. But if you keep on trusting, there's benefits. Dwell in the land, right? Dwell in him and feed on his faithfulness. I mean, come on. Like you can be sustained by the faithfulness of God. That you can be well nourished because God is faithful to give and provide and to meet your needs if you just dwell in him. Delight in him, 
right? All of this is correlated, but hey, trust in him, dwell in his presence, rejoice in his presence, right? Delight in him. Commit your way, surrender your plans, give it all to him, and then rest, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. These are the guidelines that he's saying, this is still valid. I believed this when I was a young boy. I believed this when I was all alone in the field with my sheep. I believed this when I was killing a lion and a bear. I believed this when I was able to kill Goliath. I believed this as I went against all these armies for, for Saul. I believed it when I became king. I believed it throughout all these things that are going through. Even when I failed, even when I sinned, I continued to believe this. And and as an old man now, I'm going to tell you that it has been beneficial. I would still give you the same advice that I took from day one on my last days and tell you that there is benefit to trusting in the Lord. Yes, in the chat on Instagram, David spoke with assurance and certainty. Yes, he did because he lived it. He experienced it. So we too have to be intentional about committing all of our plans to God daily, right? To trust in him, to delight in his presence, to pray, to worship, to read his word, to meditate on his word day and night, delighting in him, right? So we talked about delighting week one, delight in, 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 in the word day and night. Then commit your way, surrender your way, give your way, and then you can rest, and wait for God to work because you know that he will and it will be worth it. We will not regret walking in faith with God. There won't be a regret. There will be a regret if you give up too early. There will be a regret if you start disobeying God. There will be regret there. But trusting in God and continuing to wait on him, that we will not regret. And I'm telling you, I speak this first to myself. I speak this first because none of us are perfect. We're all waiting on something. We're all trust. It is a daily process to trust the Lord. And every day we can say, I'm going to trust you, God. I'm just going to keep dwelling in your presence. I'm going to keep feeding on your faithfulness, God. I'm going to keep delighting in you. I'm going to continue surrendering to you. And then I'm going to rest. And I'm going to trust that you're working this out, that you're figuring this out in the heavenlies, that you are coordinating, that you are moving things, that you are working on my behalf. Because you don't turn back those. You don't forsake those who seek you. So I'll just keep seeking you. So again, what are the benefits of trusting in faith and trusting in God is that we can believe with certainty, just like the comments that we see that David spoke with assurance and certainty. We can also have that certainty that our future is secure. We can trust that he will give us the desires of our hearts because when we're delighting in him, the desires will be to please the Lord. And if you have an idea or a call or something, a desire that God puts in you, He's going to bring it to pass because he's the one who gave you the idea, right? He gave you the dream. He gave you the idea. And then if we commit it, commit those things to him. I love how it says he shall bring it to pass. 
He's not specific. He's just saying it, whatever it is, whatever it is that God has promised, it shall be brought to pass. It will be completed. It is already done. It's already established because the word has spoken it. And so for that reason, we have nothing to fear. And we don't have to be envious of other people who we think God is moving faster in their lives. Or we're like, look at that person. They don't even serve the Lord. And look at how they're going on these vacations and they have this and they have that. No, we don't have to trust. We don't have to be envious of that. Instead, trust that God's plans for us are perfect. That God's timing for us is perfect. And that we know and we can especially if someone is serving the Lord and God is moving in their life, that we can say, hallelujah, amen. I love it how God is working in you. I see those promises coming to pass. I was there when you prayed those prayers. I was, a, I was, was going to say it in Spanish, a testigo. I was a witness for when the Lord spoke to you. I was a witness for when you cried out to the Lord. And now I see that this is happening. Praise God. I can be a supporter to that person instead of being envious. That they are getting what they've been praying for. Because if we have, if we start to get envious of what's happening for other people, that's, that's going to be a major block for the blessings to come in our life. Okay. Cause now we're starting to allow ourselves to be, um, infiltrated by something that's not of God. Right. And then most definitely never be envious of those who, who are living wicked lives and it looks like they're prospering because in reality, that's all a facade, right? We, and, and if, instead of being envious of them, we should pray for them because we want them to be saved because how many people do we think have it all? How many people do we think, you know, have all, you know, the, the money, the fame, the wife, the kids, the vacations, the yachts, and yet inside they're depressed inside, you know, they're, you know, they want to commit suicide. They're returning to drugs and alcoholism, like, because they're truly not happy. None of those things can bring true happiness. Only delighting in the Lord brings that blessedness, that happiness that comes. And so again, let's just continue to trust in God for what he has for us. That verse that I was talking about before is, is verse 25 and 26 right here in, in the same Psalm, Psalm 37, where David says, I have been young, but now am old. Yet I have not seen, I have not seen in all my years, I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. He is ever merciful and lends. And his descendants are blessed. That's Psalm 37, 25 to 26. So again, David is saying, in my walk with the Lord, in my, in my experience and all the things that I've seen as a shepherd, as a king, as a warrior, as a prophet, priest, and king, really. You know, that's something else we'll dissect another day. But he seen time and time again how God always was merciful and always came through for the righteous came through for those who put their trust in him and so you gotta remember right now in this moment that God has not forsaken you that God has not forgotten about you and that he will never forsake you and he will never forget you he is with you and he is not gonna leave you or your children or your descendants begging for bread Right? Because we have the bread of life.
I feel like I could go on a whole nother tangent there, but <laughs> we have the bread of life. So we don't have to be begging for anything because we have true nourishment in the Lord. Amen. Does that encourage anybody? It encourages me. My parents tell me this verse all the time. They tell it me in, in Spanish, but I hear it. I hear it in my head all the time. And that's why we know that we can trust in the Lord. So it's going to be, oh, we got a couple minutes before one o'clock. So perfect timing, practical application. What, 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 what are you taking away from today? Let me know in the chat. Tell me something that God spoke to you, that God reminded you of, that has brought conviction to your heart. Tell me in the chat what you are going to take away from today. This serves two purposes. The reason that I ask this every single week is because we don't want to just be hearers of the word, but we want to be doers of the word, okay? And so by you saying, okay, that sounds good, but how can I actually apply that to my life is how we start living out his word, okay? And so by you taking the action to think about it, to apply it, to write it down, it's, it's a way to remember it and again, apply it to your life. The second reason is because by you leaving that comment, Okay, especially on Facebook. When you leave that comment and this video shows up on somebody's feed, they may not even click into this video, but they might see your takeaway. They might see that what you just said, like Sister Rebecca before said, God is faithful to his word. And that is enough to bring conviction as they're scrolling, right? And so it's so important in those little things that we don't know how God is going to use us and use this to expand and continue to speak to others. Leslie says, trust and don't doubt. Amen. Trust and don't, don't doubt. Over on Instagram also. Yes, trust and don't doubt from Le Leslie's doing double time. She's on Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> My mom says, knowing that the Lord our God remains the same. Yes, he remains the same. Praise the Lord. Keep on typing. I got a couple more. <laughs> I got a couple more that I want to make sure that I'm reminding you of. Following God does not have to feel scary, but can be an exciting journey of faith. I don't have to be scared of following God because in reality, he's the most trustworthy voice that I can be listening to. If I truly know and remember and meditate on his faithfulness, on his nature, on his constancy, I don't have to be afraid I don't have to be afraid. I can just keep following after him. Honestly, what we do need to be afraid of is the other, the other option. Trusting in ourselves, right? Trusting in our flesh, trusting to that, thinking we could do things on our own way. That, that's a little scary. Because <laughs> without God, I can't do anything. I can't do anything without the Lord. Um, I shared this on the Monday night Zoom as well, but um, one of one of my sisters in Christ shared uh, a video the other day um, on on Facebook, and it was of this little boy, right, maybe like eleven, uh, and he's ziplining, right? So ziplining, you're like you know going over mountains and stuff, and so he's ziplining, and the vid is like a camera of his face, and at first he's so excited, and he's going woo. 
And then suddenly he starts screaming, so he's going, woo, ah! And then, oh, this is not too bad, and woo, and then, oh, okay, this is good, and then he starts screaming again, right? And, and then the, the caption was, this is how I feel on my spiritual journey with the Lord, right? And sometimes we can feel like that because we're going, okay, I'm so excited. I heard a word of the Lord. I feel like God wants me to do this, and I'm excited. I know he's going to come through, and then we start trusting, and we go, woo, woo, and then all of a sudden things start happening, or it's not happening the way we thought, and we start going, ah! And then we go, oh, okay, that wasn't that bad. Okay, Lord, I see you. I hear you, you know. And then we go again. And so that can be how it feels sometimes. But I want to remind us that, again, it doesn't have to feel scary. Because we can trust in the only one who is 100. That we can be. He's the only God. The only person. The only thing that we can trust in. That we can be 100% sure will come through for us. And so just like David, you can trust God to fulfill his word, his written word, his spoken word. You can trust him. Just like David, you can trust God's character. You can trust in who he is. He cannot stop being God, right? I think there's a verse in, I believe it's either first or second Timothy, but it says, even when we're faithless, God remains faithful because he cannot deny himself because he's faithful. He's always faithful because he can't stop being God. Isn't that powerful? So if you're struggling in this area, ask God to increase your faith. Ask him, like your prayer, be help me to trust you, God. Let faith arise in me. Let that be your prayer this week. And we can all increase in faith. We can all trust God more. We can all surrender more, commit our ways to the Lord more, right? Or again, or for the first time. Either way, let's make that our action step this week. And, and again, if even if you need help in this area, say, God, I'm struggling with doubt. That you can confess that, right? By you coming in confession to the Lord to say, God, I am struggling with doubt. I'm struggling to believe you. I'm struggling to believe that you have good plans for me. I'm struggling to believe that this walk is worth it. If you come to God with that, instead of letting those thoughts just ruminate in your mind, but if you actually come to the Lord and, and let that out in prayer, God's going to meet you and he's going to speak to you and he's going to reveal to you and he is going to release you from that doubt and instead fill you up with faith. So if that's the case, remember, you can come to God with your feelings, right? Talked about that last week. And so I encourage you to declare your faith, declare your faith through worship in your prayer and in your praise and watch the worries and those doubts flee. My two favorite words or, or quotes or hashtags if you want to call them that is that worship is my warfare that's my first tagline number two or maybe i'll have three okay my first one is already making a sound <laughs> number two worship is my warfare number three worship over worry right we can worship instead of worry. We can worship over the worry, right? Because worship will take us to a place that those worries cannot reach us, okay? And so use the word, use the Psalms, sing the Psalms, pray the Psalms, declare the Psalms, right? Speak it with power and authority and you will see that it will elevate your worship. It will elevate your relationship with the Lord and it will take you to a higher level in God. Amen. Yes. Leslie says, amen. Yes. Help me to trust in you, God. Increase my faith. Yes, yes, yes. 
increase our faith. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, God. You're so worthy and you're worthy of all praise, all honor and glory. And so God, we come before you right now saying, God, I trust you. I trust you. I trust your word. I trust what you have spoken. I trust that you are with me. I trust that you will not forsake me. Lord, I trust that as I seek you, Lord, that you are hearing my prayer, that as I worship you, Lord, that you are moving in my life, that as I'm committing my plans to you, as I'm delighting in you, as I'm feeding on your faithfulness, that God, you will take me and allow me to dwell in the land of increase, in the land that you've promised me. Lord, you will take us to where we need to be. Your word shall come to pass. We believe you, God. We believe that you will bring it to pass. Whatever that it may be for each and every one of us, God, I declare right now that it shall come to pass because you have said it, Lord. You have said it and we believe it. So we believe in you, we trust in you, we trust in your character. We still can declare, God, that you are good that you are merciful, that you are powerful, that you have no rivals, no equals. You reign forever. No one. You are unmatched, God. You are unmatched in power. You are all-powerful, almighty, all-knowing, all-present. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. My God. Yes, yes, yes. Glory be to Jesus. All right. Couple of announcements and then we'll take some specific prayer requests if you have them. If not, I know those who need to get back to work. Please feel free to do that. Um, but if you can stick around, please do. So uh, yesterday afternoon, maybe early evening, <laughs> I sent out uh, the PDF download to the full presentation via email. Um, also, it is loaded into the workshop. So if you're officially registered for this study, you should have gotten the email. If you didn't, check your spam folder. Sometimes I like to hide in there. Um, and if you haven't registered but would like to receive the email downloads, want to come to our Zoom discussion on Monday nights, um, or just get the reminders, please register at soulofworship.com forward slash online Bible study. And if you would like access to our online learning portal, which where you can download not only this week's PDF, but previous week's PDF, you can also watch the replays in there, um, then please make a login over at soulofworship.com forward slash workshop. Uh, as long as there's a Monday night Bible study, then we have this weekly recap here on Wednesdays. And so again, you can watch on Facebook or Instagram live. Not only this one, you can watch it again, or you can go back to previous weeks. As I mentioned before, next week will be week six of this study. And so it's going to be called the discipline of waiting. It's going to, it's very much tying into what we talked about today. We'll continue on that faith journey and how we can wait and the benefits of waiting on the Lord. Amen. If you don't already connect with the Soul of Worship ministry, I encourage you to do so. Hit that like and follow buttons on Facebook, Instagram, also Apple Podcast. Um, right now, what I'm doing is I'm also loading up the audio from these replays into the podcast. So if you want to just listen without having to worry about video, um, you can certainly do that. Listen to it in your car or on the go. I mentioned the workshop before. Make sure you create a login. Uh, to our online learning portal, also loading these recap videos to YouTube. If you prefer YouTube instead of being on Facebook, um, you can uh, look, 
look up and follow our channel at Soul of Worship Ministry. And then if you feel so led, you can support the ministry by sewing into Soul of Worship at soulofworship.com forward slash partner or support the ministry shop at soulofworship.com forward slash shop. If you didn't already check out the winter mini unit for our Praise Kids um, line of educational worship related material, please do so. Soulofworship.com forward slash shop. Um, it's a great way to worship the Lord through the seasons with our children. We've got coloring pages. We've got memory verses. You know, we've uh, each there's three memory verses and each one has a nice graphic that you can laminate and, you know, hang it up and so that the kids are seeing it and you're seeing it and you're memorizing it as you teach your child to memorize it. Hint, hint, that's how I memorize a lot of scripture, by teaching them, I learn. Um, and, or you can even frame it, right? If you get a really good printer and print them out really nicely and frame it, it could be a nice decor during the winter season here. Um, but also, like I said, coloring pages, tracing pages, letters, you know, pre-K through, I would say, third, fourth grade. Both of my kids use it um, and and they love it. And so it's a great way to bring worship into your into your home by teaching your children more about God by them what they can see in the visual way you know I love the fact that in Job 37 10 it says that by the breath of God ice is given right and we just kept thinking about how when ice forms it's because God breathed it out in order to frost things over right I mean that's powerful and so then they can see the ice and then apply that to something that God does and they can worship God because he's so powerful that's a powerful thing. <laughs> so again, soloworship.com forward slash shop. It's a download. Um, and so you can grab it there. It's also available on Etsy. If you prefer that, you can also search for it on Etsy. If you would like to learn more about the power of worship, uh, the Lord had me write a book a few years ago. And so there's a, a lot in here about just real in-depth Bible study of the different aspects of worship and how we can, um, just grow in this spiritual tool. So if you want to get the book, you could find uh, more about it and order it at soulofworship.com forward slash book. It's also on Amazon. Um, but if you want the book and the pre-recorded video lessons, you could find that at soulofworship.com forward slash course. Okay. And so there's a video lesson for each of the chapters to go along with it. And so if that's will help you get a better understanding, I would love for you to take part and enroll in the online course. All right, those are all my announcements. So if anyone has any questions or has a prayer request, please feel free to put that into the chat now. Um, I will hold for a few minutes since it usually takes me about 60 seconds uh, to see um, your comments up on the screen. Sister Leslie says, I pray for all to hunger and thirst for God. Yes, yes, it is a great Great um, prayer request. Let's start. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before your presence once more thanking you and, and rejoicing in the fact that, Lord, that we can come before you, that we can pray to the Father in the name of Jesus, just the way Jesus taught us to pray. He said, pray to the Father in my name and you will get the 
what you ask for. And so, Lord, we believe that what Jesus said is true, that if we ask anything in your name, we shall have it. And so we're asking the Father in the name of Jesus, Lord, for this prayer request that Leslie has presented, Lord, we come in agreement with Sister Leslie, and she's praying for all to hunger and thirst for you. And so, Lord, we pray for a hunger to arise in your people, for a hunger to arise in our families, for a hunger for you, Lord, a spiritual hunger to just start just manifesting in our bodies, in our children, in our spouses, Lord, in our families, in our neighborhoods, God. And Lord, just the same way that we get hunger pains, knowing that we need to turn to physical food for nourishment, we need to get something to eat soon, that that same hunger pain would start developing within us, God, a desire and a need that it's, it's beyond desire, but that it becomes a need that we need to turn to you, that they they feel that something's missing, that they feel weak from malnourishment, and that, Lord, that those hunger pains would arise and that they would seek your face, my God. Lord, not only a hunger, but a thirst for righteousness, a hunger and thirst for your presence, Lord. Lord, that there would be a, a deep, deep desire to follow after you, God, to seek and pursue you, my Lord. Lord, and I pray this again over us right now. Lord, a deeper hunger, a deeper thirst for you. God for your presence my Lord not only in us but I declare it over our children I declare it over our spouses I declare it over our households I declare it over our family members I declare it over our church over our, our our cities and our states and our neighborhoods and our country and over the world God let faith arise let there be revival God across the earth in Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Yes, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, please pray for all struggling, especially at this time. Lord, I come in agreement also with my mother-in-law's request, Father God. Lord, all those who are struggling with grief, all those who are struggling financially, all those who are struggling in any way, shape, or form, God. Lord, I pray that you would reveal your mercy, that you would reveal your goodness, that you would reveal, Father God, your presence in their lives so that they can turn to you, God that they would feel fed by your faithfulness, that they will feel comforted by your presence, that they would feel, my God, sustained during this season, Father God, that they would turn to you in hope, my God, Lord, that in this season that they would not feel alone or empty or desiring for different things, but instead just look to you in great hope as, as, we, as we wait for, you know, celebrating, Lord, the birth of Jesus but also we live in a constant waiting for you, Jesus, to return. And so, Lord, I just pray that all of the hope and expectation and beauty of this season would fill our hearts, Lord, and fill their hearts so that they can be continue, Lord, to put their trust in you and be satisfied by your goodness and your mercy in the land that they're living in, Father God. And so, Lord, I trust you and I glorify your name. And I know that you are meeting needs right now. And I pray that you would also use us to, to see the needs in our, in our lives, Lord, see the needs in those that we know among us and that we would be your hands and feet to meet those needs, to share love, to share joy, to share hope in this season and in all seasons. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. Thank you, Lord God. Amen. All right. I don't see any other uh, comments here in the chats, but those were great prayers. And so we believe that God has heard them. We believe it and that he's already working and moving on our behalf. Um, and so if you're watching this on the replay, please feel free. Um, uh, please feel free to leave a comment uh, and we will continue to pray. Um, I see one more prayer request coming in. Looks like it is an urgent one. So Lord, we're, we're coming before you right now in the mighty name of Jesus on behalf of Sister Ivy and Sister Ivy's mom. Uh, the, the, this note here says that, that she's going into cardi cardiac arrest, I believe is what you were trying to say, cardiac arrest. And so, Lord, we pray right now in the name of Jesus for you to take complete control of this situation. Lord, we pray over Sister Isabel. Lord, we pray that you would meet her right where she is. Send your angels, Father God. Send your angels and take complete control of this situation, Lord. Calm her heart. Do what you need to do, Father God, to cleanse and, and to let blood flow through, Father God, and let her heart continue to pump what needs to pump, Father God. And Lord, complete restoration of function, we believe right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for peace over Ivy. I pray for peace over the entire family. Lord, I pray for complete, we trust you, God. We trust you, God. We are not going to panic. We trust in you, God, that you have this situation under control, that you have not forsaken those who trust you, that you have not forsaken those who seek you, my God, Lord. And so the righteous are safe in you and we trust in your plan and we trust that you are a God who is almighty and all powerful and that you are with them right now in this moment. Bless the hands of the doctors. Lead them right where they need to be, Father God. And be with this family as you've continued over and over again to sustain our sister, our sister Ivy's mom, Father God. And we believe that you will continue to do so. We trust you and we thank you and we believe in your power. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. All right. Whew. Well, we'll continue to pray. Keep us posted, Sister Leslie. Um, amen. Well, I bless you all in the name of Jesus. I pray you have a wonderful rest of the day. And uh, if you need anything, you know where to find me. Okay. God bless you all. Love you. Amen. God bless you all. As a reminder, this Bible study is available as a PDF download on my online learning portal called The Workshop. To download this study with all of the notes and scripture references, please go to www.soulofworship.com forward slash workshop and join our community. The link is also in the show notes. Are you walking through a season of barrenness? Do you need to stir up spiritual growth in your life? In worship, are you making a sound? Author Sarah Marie Popolo shares praise in worship that will transform your walk with the Lord. You'll gain new insight into the powerful tool God has given you in worship. Walk through this 12-week Bible study and learn how to use your voice to declare God's promises over your life and watch your desert flourish into a garden of praise and triumph. Available at Amazon, your local bookstore, or at Trilogy.tv. All right, that's it for today's episode. Don't forget to follow the Soul of Worship Ministry on Instagram and Facebook and join the email newsletter so you never miss out on new Bible study resources and live Bible study and worship events. 
Find it all on www.soulofworship.com. Until next time, keep on praising.